Welcome to Bergen Stage's Radio Theater's production of The Outer Limit. Can you predict what will come in 100 years? Or in 10? Or in the next minute? Some people think they can. Nuclear scientists, mathematicians, astronomers, biologists. They'll predict the shape of the future. Why? Because they make the future. Because they see beyond the known dimensions of time and space. We're on a vast concrete runway set in the desert of the Southwest. A giant metal ship stands before us, prow pointed to the stars. And in five minutes, the signal will flash and it will tear up through the atmosphere to the outer limit. Attention. Attention. Five minutes, Steve. Right. One more up, Charlie. Turn it over. I want to go over procedure again, Steve. Don't worry, I've got it straight. Just make sure. Okay. I take her up on jets to 50,000. And then I cut in the rockets. No lower, or your tail blast will blow out three counties. I climb four minutes on rockets, and then start maneuver tests. Remember that. No more than four minutes. Right. This ship isn't like those strato rockets you've been testing. She's the first one built for outer space. If she works, we can go clear to the moon. If I'd have known that, I'd have brought my toothbrush. Well, not this trip. Now get this, Steve. You've got power there to clear the Earth's gravitational field. But remember, after you cut in the rockets, you've only got 10 minutes fuel. If you go beyond the outer limit and don't save fuel for the return. I know. I won't get down again. That's right, Steve. You'll drift off into space. Get that now? Ten minutes fuel. Gotcha. Now, as far as I'm concerned, this project is a lot more important than the cosmic ray bomb they're testing out in the Pacific tonight. Well, Security Commission brass doesn't think so. I don't see any undersecretaries under anything. Don't worry. In the long run, our ship will make the CR bomb back page stuff. But in the meantime, it's just as dangerous. Remember, half the principles on this ship are pure theory, Steve. Slide rule stuff. If anything goes wrong, we may have to scrape you off the landscape with a soup spoon. You have a charming sense of humor. Now here's what I'm getting at. We're risking your neck on this test. If anything blows, we don't want the next man to pull the same boner. I know, Hank. So keep your mic open and keep talking. If anything goes wrong, we want to know exactly why. And we won't be able to ask you. Let us know before you pull every switch. Before you do anything. You got that? Yeah. Even if you only have to blow your nose. Alright, get those fuel lines away. Well, I guess that's about all, Steve. That reminds me. Look, if Mary calls, I'm just up on a milk run. I didn't tell her today was it. How is she? She's okay. But she's due about now, and I don't want her to be nervous. Hey, I didn't know the baby was that close. Yeah. Steve, I ought to be sending a single man on this job. What, and cut me out of a soft paycheck? Forget it, Hank. You know you can't get anybody else who can take 15 G's acceleration when those rockets cut in. Yeah, I know. It's time, Steve. Yeah. Well, see you later. 
Don't worry, Hank. I'll sweat for the both of us. Button her up, Charlie. Yeah. So long, Hank. So long. We'll give you the light from control. Are you there yet, Hank? Okay, Steve. Got you on the speaker. I'm ready to go. Mr. Hansen. Ready on radar, Sergeant? Check. Mr. Hansen, you'd better see this. What is it, Elsie? Message sent in for Steve. Mrs. Weston just left for the hospital. What? Hello, Steve. What? Stand by a minute. Shall we hold the takeoff, Mr. Hansen? What? Oh, yes. No. Wait, just a minute. It's, uh, it's too late now. Aren't you going to tell him? Maybe he's got enough to worry about. Hey, what's holding up, Hank? Something on your mind? No, no, it's nothing, Steve. I just wanted to say, good luck. Clear for takeoff, Charlie. Right. Okay. Give him the light. Steve, I'm reading you clear. I'm at 40,000. Airspeed 600. She's running fine. The soundproofing works. There's a third degree waiver in the AGY pressure. Got that, Charlie? Check. Dead sent on radar, Mr. Hansen. 50,000 now. Cutting out the port jet. Now the starboard. I'm off jets. Airspeed dropping. Opening the rocket selects. The switch sticks a little, Charlie. Uh, actually, out the hole. Pressure is 350. All right, now I'm advancing the ignition key. Here goes rocket one. Steve, you all right? Uh, yeah. Feels like somebody slugged me with a sledgehammer. Airspeed now at 1200. Here goes number two. is now four minutes. What's your altitude? Over to you. Speed 4400. Still climbing. Altitude 297 miles. All right. You're at the outer limit. Level off your maneuver test. You've got exactly six minutes fuel left. Okay. Starting a three degree left bank. It's a little sluggish. There, it's all right now. 
There's a low vibration someplace. Maybe the cockpit hatch. Now I'm straightening out. Five minutes fuel left. Now I'm starting a three degree right... Hey. What's the matter? What's wrong? There's something up here. Something shiny. What are you talking about? There's something above me, Hank. I'm gonna chase it. Steve, Steve! You're out the outer limit now! I can see it plain now. Steve, don't go any higher! You've only got four minutes left! You've only got... There's too much static. I can't hear you, Hank. Oh, it's dead ahead now. I'm gonna make a pass at it and get a good look. Hey, it's swerving to meet me. It's dead ahead now. It's dead ahead! Hello? Hello, Steve! Steve, come in! Nine minutes fuel gone. Still no sign on radar. Hello? Hello, Steve! Steve, what's happened? Charlie, get out the crash squad! Tell the army squadron to alert their search planes! Right. Nine and a half minutes. Crash squad? Hello? Crash squad? Hello, Steve! Hello? What's Charlie happened? Where the devil is he? We need a search Hello? Come in, Steve! Come in! Hello? Hello, Steve! Steve! Hello, Steve! Ten minutes, Mr. Hanson. That's the end of his fuel. How long has it been now? Ten hours, Mr. Hanson. Nothing more on radar, Sergeant? Brains blank. Colonel Corelli called in. Search planes are back. They didn't find anything. There should be some trace. He couldn't have bailed out, could he? You don't hit the silk at 4,400 miles an hour. You either went past the outer limit and ran out of fuel, or something blew and we'll find the pieces scattered from here to the coast. Why does this have to happen to the best man? Always the best man. I'll get it. Charlie. Control? Charlie, you know yes. we've got to figure I'll out what's it. wrong. Hmm. Yes. That's so. Something... All right. Something I'll must have blown. All right. Mr. Hansen? Yes? There's a message from Northside Hospital for... for Steve. Mrs. Weston's fine. It's a boy. Thank you, I'll see. It's a boy, Charlie. Oh. Fine, fine, it's a boy. You didn't even know she went to the hospital. How am I gonna tell Mary that? It wasn't your fault, Mr. Hanson. This ship had to be tested. Yeah, yeah, and we'll build another one, and some flying fool will shoot past the outer limit into space. I'm getting old, Charlie. You can remember when I used to take them up myself. Now I've got to send other men. It's a job, Mr. Hansen. Now I'm afraid. Every time I hear a jet go off, I jump. Every time I send someone up in a new model, I start to sweat. Mr. Hansen! Yeah? 
I think there's something on the radar. No flight scheduling. Are there, Elsie? We have the whole day cleared. It's coming in behind us. Here it comes. Over the building. What crazy jockeys buzzing the field like that? Is that an army plane, Charlie? Uh, I can't say. It's turning. Charlie, alert the field. I know that engine. Steve! That's impossible. That's his ship. It can't be. Well, there's no other model like that. It's Steve, all right. He's coming in. Thank God. Thank God. Sit down, Steve. The quicker we get this done, the quicker you can get over to see Mary and the baby. Hank. Elsie, give the order to check and refuel the rockets. I don't want anybody here until I get Steve's reports. Bury any calls. All right, let's have it. What the devil happened to you? Hank, does that cosmic ray bomb still go off tonight? What are you talking about? Straighten out, Steve. Where have you been for the last ten hours? Listen, Hank. There's something more I've got. Come on now. I've got to get a report on the screen to Washington, so let's have it. I've got to know how you stretched ten minutes fuel to keep you in the air for ten hours. Now, one thing before I talk. Look, Steve. Have the Geiger men run over the ship before they refuel. What'd you run into? So help me, Hank. I don't know. We better check and make sure it isn't radioactive. Elsie, add a Geiger report on the standard check. Steve, maybe we'd better have the doc look you over to. No. No. I'll be all right. They said I'd be all right. They? Look, son, I know you've had a tough time, but we've had this field on alert for 10 hours. One of the army boys cracked up looking for you and he's hurt bad. So let's have the story. Let's have it straight. I don't know how to tell you. Hank, I saw something up there. At 300 miles? I chased something up there, Hank. And I got it. Now don't hand me that. Listen to me. I was cruising along, just starting the right bank when I spotted something. Must have been going about half my speed. It was egg-shaped and smooth. I made a pass at it, and I was coming back for another, and then there was a humming sound. Humming? Sort of vibration, and I blacked out. I was headed straight forward at 4,400 miles an hour. I thought it was going to be the biggest smash since Hiroshima, and... Hank, is there a drink in that bottle? Never mind that. Steve, what happened? I came to... inside their ship. Uh-huh. Steve, this whole thing's been a devil of a strain on you. I'm gonna call Major Donaldson from the Army base. Ask him to sit in. Psychiatrist? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Let them run his test. They'll tell you I'm not kidding. Because, Hank, unless I miss my guess, I've just been tipped off to the way the world ends. All right, Mr. Winston. Suppose you continue your story. Yes, let's have it, Steve. You woke up inside the ship. Yes, and, uh, the place was jammed with machinery. Dials, blinkers. I couldn't recognize anything. And you were surrounded by these men from Mars? I didn't say anything about men from Mars. I didn't even say they were men. I couldn't see them clearly. They were just there. Well, where do they come from, then? Another galaxy! Millions of miles outside of our solar system. That's all I know. You figure out where they came from. And they came all that distance to find the Earth? Yes. They tell you that? Yes. You mean they spoke English to you? No, no, they didn't. <laughs> That's funny. I hadn't thought. They didn't really speak to me at all. They just planted the thoughts in my mind. You mean thought transference? Telepathy? That's right. Well, Steve, what brought them here? We did, Hank. We rang their bell. We brought them in. Well, how? With our atomic explosions. Hank, that's why you've got to stop that bomb test tonight. I give up. Look, you've got to believe me, Hank. Oh, how can I make you understand? Would you submit to narcopsychometry? What's that? Well, under proper drugs, I can put you back in this uh, ship by suggestion. Then we can get a playback record of your memory pattern on the audio circuit. How long will that take? Half an hour. We'll have to go back up to the lab. Would you believe me if it checks? It will give us an accurate memory picture of what your mind reports. All right, let's go. Hank, you've got to believe me. We haven't got much time. You should be getting drowsy now. Count backwards from ten. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, six. He's under. Now we attach the head plate electrodes. The cortical pickup. Look out for that wire, Mr. Hansen. 3-0 setting, 31.3. Now throw that switch, Mr. Hansen. I had to start him off by suggestion. All right, Steve, you're in your ship now. You're in the rocket. Rocket? Yeah, you're in the rocket. You're in the rocket, and you've just sighted something strange. Now I'm starting a three-degree right... What's that? Hey, there's something up here. Something shiny. His memory pattern. We're picking it up electronically. Something above me, Hank. I'm gonna chase it. 
It's piped with the audio circuits. I'm getting static. I can't hear you, Hank. This is where we lost contact with him. I'm gonna make a pass at it and... Hey, it's swerving to meet me. It's dead ahead now. It's dead ahead! Now what? This is where he blacked out. There's no telling how long. Minutes? Or hours? What's that noise? I don't know. Quiet. Where? How did I get in here? What? Who are you? Is he seeing them? Intergalactic Patrol? What's that? It, what are they saying, Steve? What are they saying? It's about nuclear fission. They know about it. They know the danger of it. Long ago, they had wars that almost destroyed them. And finally, they learned. Now they've outlawed war. Go on, Steve. They patrol space. When their detector picks up an atomic explosion, they send a patrol. What are they going to do? They've quarantined us. Quarantined? They've isolated Earth because we don't know how to control ourselves yet. Until we learn, we'll be a menace to the whole universe. What is this nonsense? Quiet. How are they going to do it, Steve? They've spread a layer out here of... I don't know what to call it. All around the Earth. It's miles deep. When there's an atomic explosion on Earth, the radioactive particles will drift up to this layer and set off a chain reaction. It'll go around the world in microseconds. And that's the end. The end? What's he? Wait, wait. Yes? Yes. I understand. I've got to bring back the warning. You're going to put me back in my ship to bring the warning. Now what? He's blacked out again. I guess that's all. What does all that mean? It's what he remembers. You don't think that really happened? Oh, no, no. The narcopsychometry circuits produce what he remembers. It just means that Steve believes this happened. I don't like to see this. I've seen too many good test pilots snap. Steve is the best I've known. How bad do you think he is? Frankly, outside of the presence of this Wologranized hallucination, there's no sign of unbalance. It may not be too serious. If he had a more plausible story, I'd be more inclined to believe him. What? What? Hank? It's all right, boy. Did you hear it, Hank? You understand? Sure, sure. We've been quarantined. Let me give you something to help you sleep, Steve. But don't you understand? They fixed it, so if we set off one more nuclear explosion, that'll be it! Uh, of course. It, don't roll your sleeve down. You don't believe me! Now take it easy, Steve. That test tonight. They're setting off the CR bomb. Hey, what time is it? 11.20. Well, it's scheduled for midnight. Hank, we've got to stop that bomb. Steve, let Donaldson give you the hypo. Hank, you've got to believe me. I saw them. I got the warning. 
if we touch off that bomb tonight, it'll be the biggest galactic 4th of July of all time. The whole earth will go up like a Roman candle. April 10th, 1965, the end. Now look, Steve, you better calm down. Don't you want to see Mary and the baby? You've got a new son, remember? Well, that's just it. I want to see my son. I want him to live. If that bomb goes off... Hank, we've got to stop them. M Mr. Hanson, I, I think we better get over to the base hospital. Hank, you've got to believe me. Yeah, sure, Steve. Maybe there is something to it. Look, it's out of your hands. I'll put it in a report and shuttle it into Washington in the morning. In the morning? There isn't going to be any morning, Hank, don't you understand? You've got to call Washington now. Get the head of security commission and postpone that test. Now you know I can't do that, Steve. My neck be out at a mile. Besides, this is 1965, not 45. 20 countries have atomic bombs now. What's the use of stopping just this one? The rest will keep right on popping them off. Well, we'll have to call an international conference. Can't you understand, Hank? The first one that goes off finishes us. It's the end. They've given us the quarantine warning. Steve. I think you'd better go with us to the base hospital. But look, Steve, we can call for a detail if we have to. <sighs> all right, all right, I'll go with you. I don't need a straitjacket. That's the way, Steve. You'll probably feel better by morning. Let's go. Well, Steve, tomorrow I'll drive you over to the hospital to see Mary and the kid. Sure. Look at that ship underneath the floodlights. Pretty, huh? You'll be flying her again soon. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, what's she doing out in the line? They refuel her? Yeah. We got Clausewitz coming in tomorrow from Denver for another test. Figured we'd give you a day off. That's good. That's fine! Steve? Steve, come back! Come on, Donaldson! Steve! Steve, wait! He's heading for the rocket. Look! There he goes up! Oh, that crazy fool! We can't get at him now! That covers armored glass! He's waving! Yeah, towards control! It's the radio! He means the radio! Come on! I should have gotten help. Good thing the radio's still hooked up there. Hello? Hello, Steve? Listen to me, Hank. You gotta call Washington now. Come on, out that rocket, Steve. I'll call my medics. Don't try anything, Hank. They've refueled the rocket for tomorrow. Take it easy, Steve. You know what'll happen when I fire the rocket tubes down here? Steve, don't. It'll burn every building for five miles. All of us in one big flash. Steve, what do you want? You've got to stop that bomb. You've got to call Washington right now. They won't believe me. You make that call or I cut in the rocket. Now I mean it, Hank. Now hook my screen to yours in parallel. I want to see exactly what you're doing. All right, all right. Now just don't fire those rockets. Get going, Hank. You've got 12 minutes to make that call and stop that bomb. 
All right. I'm making the parallel hookup right now. Donaldson, do you think he'll really blast? I don't know. Up to now, I almost say he was normal. But now, he's liable to do anything, Hanson. Steve! Steve there? Are you getting it on your screen? Yeah. Now put the call through. All right. Operator? There's a screen to Washington. The VIF screen circuits are busy, sir. If you'll try again in half an hour... This is Security Commission priority. Break in and get me a line. Yes, sir. Just a moment, sir. Please. Ten minutes, Hank. Listen, Steve, I'm trying. They're ready to take your call, sir. Washington, Security Mission 3. This is urgent. I want Undersecretary Herbert Ames. Washington 3, one moment, please. Hurry, will ya? One moment, please. What time is it, Donaldson? Uh, 11.51. Do you think he'll fire those rockets? He might. Washington? This is screen three. Mr. Herbert Ames, please. That is a coded exchange. I cannot accept your call without clearance. Get it through, Hank! Listen, Washington. Put it through. This is Mr. Hansen and San Marco Air Base. This is a priority call. I'm coded. One moment, please. I'll check your code number. Get that through, Hank. The bomb goes off at 12. Be reasonable, Steve. I... Your call has cleared, San Marco. Washington Viviscreen 3. Herbert Ames, please. Security Commission. Ames. Listen, Ames. Oh, hello, Hanson. Ames, you've got to get me to the chief. Are you kidding? He's at the test control room. Yes, I know, but get him for me. What's up? You look lousy. Or is it a bad circuit? There's no time. I've got to get him before the test. It's about the CR bomb. I can't take that responsibility. Get that through, Hank, or I blast! What's going on there? Ames, my project has a high enough rating. This is a priority A call. What? Okay. It's your neck. I'll try and get him for you. He's in the control room, so you'll have to switch off your screen and speaker and go on earphones. Too much going on in there. Security ruling. You hear that, Steve? I've got to cut the incoming screen. Alright. But don't try anything. Eight minutes, Hank. Hello? Hello, what? You got it, Hank? Yes! This is Hanson at San Marco. No, sir. Priority A request to cancel the bomb test. No. No, I'm serious. This is deadly serious. We sent the X2JTR up today to the outer limit. We uncovered evidence. Yes, on the atomic instruments. What's that? No possible chain reaction. No, I can't tell you the whole story. There isn't time here. Yes. Yes, I'll bring up the readings into Washington in the morning. You've got to postpone the test till you see them. Look, I worked on contracts with the commission for 10 years. Yes, I have complete confidence in my information. You can record that. Yes, I'll call you back immediately. Goodbye.
He's agreed to cancel, Steve. The bomb won't go off. All right, boy. You can come down out of the ship. He's opening up. Here he comes. All right, Steve. Come down. Sure, Hank. Just a second. Hank. I was scared. I was plain scared. Easy now. It's all over. The bomb won't go off. Thank God. Look. I want to see Mary and the baby. Can you get me transportation now? Wait a minute. It's almost 12. They won't let you in the hospital now. <laughs> I want to see the baby. Sure you do. But you've been under a strain. I've got a shot for you here, Steve. It'll give you a good night's sleep. Alright, roll up your sleeve. Yeah. Here. There. That'll make you sleep. The sergeant will find you a bed. Yes, sir. Come on, Mr. Weston. Okay. Good night, Hank. I'm kind of beat. It's been a tough night. <sighs> it sure has. I thought for a minute that he was going to blast those rockets and send us all to Kingdom Come. Yeah. Quite a stunt. Getting the ray bomb test called off. It isn't called off. But the, the chief said... Ames couldn't get the chief. I was talking to a dead circuit. Bomb goes off in a couple minutes. Oh, poor Steve. He was one of the best. He was the best. One in ten million. Some story of his, poor guy. For a while, he almost had me believing in that quarantine. It's a very common delusion, end of the world. Yeah, I suppose... It's a nice night. Never saw the stars so bright. We better be getting in. That wind is cold. That bomb goes off in 30 seconds. Poor Steve. You know, Hanson, there's just one thing. Yeah? It's outside my field, but I'm curious. How did he keep that ship in the air for 10 hours? Only 10 minutes fuel. You have just heard Birkenstage's Radio Theater's production of The Outer Limit by Graham Dorr and adapted for radio by Ernest Canoy. An adventure in time, space, and the unknown. Featured in today's cast were Joshua Pack as Steve, Nicholas Cirillo as Hank, Mark Cruz as Major Donaldson, Tyler Koch as Charlie, Aaron Ingersoll as Elsie, David Legrand as Sarge and The Voice, Sarai Denson as The Operator, and Dean Matson as Ames. 
Today's episode is our 50th episode at Bergen Stages Radio Theater, so I would like to give a special thank you to all of our actors. To Dean Matson, our recording engineer and special effects creator, Marianne Co-Rivera, our video engineer, to Larry Holvenka, Bergen Community College, the BCC Office of Student Life, and the BCC Media Technologies Department. I am Jim Bumgarner, your host. Tune in to another episode of Bergen Stages Radio Theater soon, and be sure to catch some of our earlier episodes available online and at the BCC Library. Until next time, don't touch that dial, and if you do, remember to disinfect it first.